today. MSNBC is banned from the Rittenhouse trial courtroom. We will get into the reasons for that. Uh, Pfizer sells their COVID pill to the government. That is you for a pretty penny. And the FBI is, in fact, using counterterrorism tactics to monitor parents who are protesting school boards. I'm sure you will find that no surprise. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and before I introduce my wonderful, wonderful co-hosts for the day, I just would like to remind you that you need this Christmas sweater in your life. It is Let's Go Brandon, ugly Christmas sweater. Uh, I'm told that there is a contest, and the thing is, is that when there is a contest, I really want to win the contest, and if you use my promo code, which is News20, you will get 20% off, and I'm told that Stu might have a promo code, but he's not allowed to share it because it's my show. That's fine. You know what? Go to the site, <laughs> and then you can buy this ugly T-shirt, uh, uh, yes, ugly sweater. Yes, that's another Christmas sweater. And you can use Sarah's code if you want. Oh, my God, News I would 20, love that's that. That's fine. News 20. It says he knows when you're not sleeping. He knows when you're not woke. It's Santifa Claus. I love that. Um, Christmas is, re-education training. Yeah, CRT, <laughs> ChristmasReeducationTraining.com. Uh, so you can go there, and you can use News 20 for 20% off. Oh, my off. gosh. I love that. This, so it's there. a given time of year. Yes, mm-hmm. I love Thank you, Stu. Mm-hmm. No one can ever say you never did anything for me. That's true. That's what they said until this moment, though. <laughs> and they were right. So I'm just saying, News 20, uh, you got to help me win the contest. Look, this is a, this is a men's world that I'm living in. Mm. So it would be wonderful if... A female won the stupid contest that we have going here. And also you get an awesome Christmas sweater and Christmas hoodie. Uh, obviously, we have Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, here today. And it is Thursday, so we do also have Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Wearing my shirt, uh, you can go to a uh, polo <laughs> store and get this. Can you use the code NEWS20 to get 20% yes, off? Yes. Okay. Well, well it, the 20% off part I don't know about, but you can use the promo code <laughs> NEWS20. Why would we... Just see what happens. Just see what happens. Yeah. yeah when try it, it. Actually, anywhere you purchase try something it. today, just say, News 20. Yeah. <laughs> just yell it at the cashier. Probably, like, just at the grocery store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be see great. what happens. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, every day I feel like I come in here and I'm like, crazy stuff happening in the Rittenhouse trial. And it mm. just keeps getting crazier, even though, it's funny, I was having this conversation with my mom yesterday, and um, I said, oh my gosh, it's been insane today. And she was like, isn't the jury deliberating? And I was like, yes, but there's so much going on aside from that, uh, even though the jury is in there deliberating. So today, uh, the judge, Judge Bruce Schroeder, he banned MSNBC from the courthouse because uh, the law enforcement actually pulled over a man who said he was employed by MSNBC and he was told by his boss to uh, tail the, the jury's bus. So Mm. he literally was following the bus, Mm. uh, apparently ran a red light and um, they he got pulled over. And that was what they found out whenever he got pulled over. He was ticketed. And of course, NBC News trying to play it down said, uh, well, listen, we had a freelancer last night who received a traffic citation. 
While the traffic violation took place near the jury van, the freelancer never contacted or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them. We regret the incident and will fully cooperate with authorities on any investigation. Uh, the judge, I'm not sure that the judge is going to buy that. Um, by the way, yeah, before we get to the judge, let's let's show the, the producer who apparently was in charge of this man who told him to follow uh, the jury bus just completely nuked all of her uh, social media. So her, mm. her Twitter's gone. So bye-bye, mm. Irene Beyond. Irene Minju Beyond, uh, who no longer exists on Twitter. But um, all of these people's names check out. So this was a real thing that happened. It was not someone who was just claiming to be, uh, you know, employed by MSNBC. This was this did actually happen. Here is the uh, the judge today on that. Watch. Uh, the matter is uh, under further investigation at this point. Um, and the media has asked questions about it. That's the latest I have. Um, and he was ticketed for uh, uh, violating a traffic control signal. Uh, he's not here today from what I'm told. And um, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Uh, this is a very serious matter and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely it, it, it would go without much thinking that someone who is following uh, the jury bus, uh, that is a very, ex it's extremely serious matter and uh, will be referred to the uh, proper authorities for further action. So you have, obviously, a, a very high-profile case. Things just keep getting weirder. Yesterday we talked about, you know, how the evidence was not—the state did not provide the same evidence to the defense. They did not have the same, uh, the same quality video. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Uh, there's the video, the difference in the quality that they were looking at. Uh, they argued that that should be grounds for a mistrial, and here we are. The jury is still deliberating over this. Um, it's it's just really hard to believe that this kid is going to ever get a fair trial. Yeah, I mean, I, this has been such a disaster. I will say the judge has been pretty good in this. And again, this judge was uh, appointed by a Democrat, mm -hmm. no, no, no mm -hmm. hardcore conservative here, um, just someone who actually seems to care about the rights of people who are charged with crimes they should have never been charged with. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see the MSNBC thing go down. Uh, they've, of course, been calling uh, Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist pretty much on a daily basis since all of this began. Um, and, you know, has something, the incident has something to, you know, in common with Gage Grosskreutz, uh, Gross who is the third person that Rittenhouse shot, um, who right before all this stuff went down was arrested um, taking video of police officers' private vehicles uh, and their license plates. Um, and got in trouble for that, one of his many, many, many mm -hmm. previous uh, brushes with the law. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I, I still keep coming back to the fact that with the judge acting the way that he has, I think, in a fair manner, with the evidence so overwhelming in his favor, I think he'll get off. But every day that ticks by, every right. minute that ticks by, mm -hmm. it makes me more, more nervous. And the way that the, the thing ended where they said basically like, OK, we gave you these list, this list of um, charges before. We're going to get rid of the gun charge. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to say you can have lesser charges on some of these other things. 
it's a, probably a lot to process for a jury. So I'm not in panic mode yet. Yeah. But we get through this week, start getting into early next week and approaching Thanksgiving. I'm going to start getting really nervous. This should have been over in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they were really fo- focusing on the evidence. On the evidence. Uh, you know, or Glenn mentioned to me today, and I, I didn't look this up, but this is insane. He said that the O.J. Simpson verdict came back in four hours. Really? After an eight-month trial, they deliberated well. for four hours and came back. I don't remember it being like that, but that's what he told me this morning. But that's true. Wow. My mind is blown here. This, this is way more obvious. Yeah. Um, but remember, juries come back with bad verdicts all the time. Mm-hmm. We may have the best way of doing criminal justice, uh, you know, other than you know, uh, around the world. But uh, it's still not perfect. In fact, uh, it's, it's awful at times. So, uh, I, I, and I would like to say, Glenn was correct. I just heard uh, my producer in my ear really? say that uh, ABC News did say that that was, that was the case in the O.J. Simpson mm. trial. That's mind-blowing. That really is. That really and, of course, is. these people are concerned for their own safety. Yes. And so that could taint things. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could, I, I could see where they might be too afraid to say that he's not guilty. Yeah. And he clearly is yeah. not guilty. But, um, yeah, it's gone on way too long. It's What is going to be great is if, he, if Kyle Rittenhouse does get uh, out of this, I think he's going to become a, a rich man like 100%. Nick Sandman. 100%. Yeah, he's been, because he has just been libeled and smeared all over the media. Mm-hmm. And the kid deserves millions because of it yeah he should be set up for life after this which so let's just show uh just one of many examples of this this one i think is particularly egregious because this is cnn uh bakari sellers on cnn who this was recent right so we have the facts of the case now it didn't just happen last night and all of these armchair quarterbacks are making all of these you know judgments about what happened this is after all of the facts have come out about the case, still we're hearing the same lies about Kyle Rittenhouse on CNN Watch. If you look at the Rittenhouse case, he crossed state lines. His mama drove him across state lines, <laughs> dropped him off so that no. he could help the cops or do whatever he thought he was doing. And the only person who fired shots that night was Rittenhouse. Uh, but but we're no. seeing this, this somewhat unequal doling out of justice. And right now it's left up to uh, juries of our peers. I have to say that's this quite impressive four lies in 15 seconds is impressive, even mm-hmm. for CNN. That is that is quite a feat there. Um, so just it's just that literally nothing that he said there was true. Well, he did cross state lines. Well, yes. He but did. I mean, not with a gun. The te- right, right. Technically, yes. But but and and I mean, he lives on the, the borderline right. there between between Wisconsin and Illinois. So that was sort of true in Kenosha. Yeah. So Yeah, but I mean he, he literally the, the could problem not isn't crossing north. state lines. Right. It's with, with the gun. With the gun. Yeah. So it's it's a totally it's nonsensical. Um, you can't travel north without from his town Antioch without crossing state lines. It's literally like yeah. I used to live in New Jersey uh, in Pennsylvania on on the river that that separates New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And I would cross state lines to get pizza, right? Like to get gasoline. Like you cross, when you live on a border, right, you cross right. state lines all the time. Right. And the Grosskreutz, who's the, the guy I mentioned before, is the third person he shot, came, he came from 40 miles away. 
It, it, Rittenhouse, his town is only 20 miles away. He was, his, his, as you mentioned, his uh, um, uh, dad lives in Kenosha. His grandmother lives in Kenosha. His uh, uncle and aunt live in Kenosha. His cousin lives in Kenosha. Kyle Rittenhouse had a part-time job in Kenosha. His friend lived in Kenosha. In fact, when the riots broke out, he was staying in Kenosha with his friend. Yeah. Um, so he's very connected to that community. And that, that it also wouldn't matter. Right. And he was absolutely not the only person who, who, uh, who fired his weapon that night. Of course, most importantly, right before he fired his weapon, someone else fired a weapon and he you know, didn't thought he was being shot at. Um, that was one of the main reasons the whole incident happened. But as you see, after he shoots these guys um, and he gets up and he starts walking towards the police, as he's walking, all you hear is like he's, he's like a July 4th show. You just yeah. hear fireworks all in the background. Those aren't fireworks. There's just dozens of gunshots going off behind him. <laughs> I mean, this is a, uh, you know, this is what happens when you abandon a community and leave it for chaos. This sort of crap breaks out. I also love that he acts like, uh, well, the only problem would be if someone were to have a gun, which Kyle Rittenhouse was the only one who had a gun and fired shots. It's like, yeah, they, I mean, they were literally burning the entire city down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and but, the, but the one, but the gun is the problem. Right, and of course, he also, Gross Christ, pointed a gun at him multiple times. Um, So, I mean, none of it makes sense. But this is really what's amazing about this entire story, is like, in some ways, and I don't want to give too many breaks here to the left and the media, but in some ways... You can, in a social media uh, era, this stuff happens all the time, right? A shooting happens. Everybody blames whoever they think the enemy should be that particular day. And then the facts come out. Um, Here is an issue where, you know, everyone jumped to those conclusions on night one, right? And then there was video of all of the incidents, Mm -hmm. right? We can all watch it. And then there were witnesses, even the prosecution's star witnesses who were coming in and corroborating Kyle Rittenhouse's story. And none of these people have changed their mind. Right. None of these people have watched this evidence and had them change their mind. You know, I keep coming back to this this point about the two trials going on at the same time. Yeah. There's two, you know, roughly equivalent trials where you have the Ahmad Arbery and Kyle Rittenhouse. And it's like the right is looking at these trials and saying... The Kyle Rittenhouse one looks completely egregious. He, it was a self-defense case. He shouldn't even have been charged. Ahmad Arbery, that whole case seems like, actually, these guys were probably guilty. Yeah, completely different. And we are judging them on their merits. The, the left is not. Yeah. They're just picking their narrative on day one and sticking with it no matter what the facts say. And they're making it out like it is a, a racial issue. Yeah. Like Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> went out and killed black people. He right. did not. Yeah. I actually, Everybody's white here. I so... Act- all you race hustlers, move along. Nothing to see here at all, except a couple of whiteies. Well, I, to your point, Pat, I actually saw someone um, who was tweeting that all, I forget who the guy was. I don't know. I shouldn't give him credit anyway, but um, that black people should be allowed like a d- day off of work after this trial, no matter what the verdict oh is, so that they can deal with the trauma of having to like relive it. And I'm like, Relive what? No black people were killed in this. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. I had an exchange with a friend of mine who's pretty well informed and watches the news all the time. And he sent that tweet and we were kind of going back and forth and laughing about it. And I said, yeah, these guys are really going to be tormented by all these white people being shot by a white person. (laughs) And he wrote, wait, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot any black people? No. And I was like, no. no. Like, I mean, it's really, it, it, like, unless you're in this world, if you're watching yeah. The Blaze all the time, you're really following this stuff, I don't think people even know that. Right, right. You know, uh, like, I think people re- think this is a 
you know, a white supremacist shot some black people, mm-hmm. and it's questionable mm-hmm. whether he was defending himself or just cha- like chasing after at, yeah. a, as murderers. I was. Uh, he uh, went out there to kill black people that night. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the narrative the way it's made to sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and really, the president of the United States yes. contributed to yes, all. Yes, he of did. Oh, yes, yes, he did by calling Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Yep. I hope he's named in that lawsuit Mm -hmm. he uh, inevitably files. Um, All right, you know what? I want to get back to one other thing uh, in this particular story, but let's take a break first. We want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So uh, you got to make sure that all of the gun lovers in your life for Christmas, under the Christmas tree, make sure that they have an iTarget Pro. All right, this is a system that it you put a laser bullet into whatever firearm you have. They come in all different calibers, and from there you can practice dry firing. They have an app that you can download on your phone. Uh, you can it will track all of your. You, those of you who are watching can see it. It will track all of your shooting. Uh, onto this target, but dry fire is really what is going to help you develop uh, the muscle memory, trigger control, all of these things that you have to learn your gun, and each gun is different. So this is really going to help you sharpen your skills. You can go to itargetpro.com right now, save 10%, plus get free shipping with the offer code NEWS. Uh, This is going to pay for itself in one time of usage, just in what you're going to save in not only range fees, but the cost of ammunition. It's sky high right now. Do the smart thing. Go to itargetpro.com. Com, use promo code NEWS. So getting back to uh, this trial, just to kind of wrap this up, I know we discussed yesterday uh, the, the, the video issues, which is just, uh, it's such a like boomer thing to have happen. That every, <laughs> everyone is confused. Like, what do you mean the compression is different? Well, I just forwarded you an email. Well, well, but you have an Android phone and I have an iPhone and I didn't know that this was going to happen. So this, this video, this drone footage is the video in question. Uh, and I, I don't know how familiar the viewers are with the rules, but I mean, when you submit something into evidence, you have to provide an exact copy of your evidence to the other side. Like that just seems very what? Yeah, very straightforward. The other <laughs> side this start? has to have. Oh man! The other side has to have the exact same thing that you have and you're operating with. They hmm. didn't do that. Uh, let's play really quickly the uh, the prosecution just admitting that they sent different video of different video to the defense team. Watch what happened um, when a, when Detective Howard. Obtained the video, he airdropped it to my phone, which is a lossless type procedure, or at least it didn't change anything. At some point, I emailed it to myself, which did not change anything. It has the file name, the long file name. I did ask Detective Howard to email it to me as well. Then it had the IMG file name that Attorney Wisco received. So somehow in this Detective Howard transmitting it to everyone, if it was emailed, it was compressed. If he airdropped it, it was complete. And that was not known by anyone until a few days ago on Friday. Now, this is, I mean, it just gets more ridiculous. But I would just like to point out, for the record, there are now questions, too, about uh, cropping of the video. Because the video that Fox News showed was a completely different 
uh, resolution, and the the sizing was completely different. The, the video was cropped that the, that the state sent to the defense. Would have been nice for the defense to know that ahead of time, so that they could have maybe they could have subpoenaed Tucker Carlson, right? Like they could have asked these questions: Where did you get this video? There's been speculation on where they even they're, they're not even sure where they got the video. All of that is convoluted. And now, when it comes down to it, um, we're talking about this particular video, the drone footage. There are all of these questions surrounding it, and then you have uh, the jury who, while they're deliberating, is asking about this particular video. So this is clearly a huge factor in their deliberations. Yesterday, when they asked all of these questions, this was their question number five. Uh, please prepare uh, Mr. Rosenbaum shooting, and that is event one, of course. And they said uh, FBI aerial with all of the... Uh, all of it marked, uh, and then the points of interest marked, the persons of interest, the drone video, zoomed in image still after Mr. Rittenhouse put down fire extinguisher. I do think the wording in that is interesting. Put down fire, like not dropped or anything like that, but just put down fire extinguisher. And then full event video in regular and slow motion. So this is obviously a video that they are like, they are going through with a fine-toothed comb and the, the defense did not even have it uh, until everything had already gone through and they could not go back and ask any questions and, and you know, form any particular uh, angles or points of view on that. I mean, it's, it just blows my mind <laughs> that this is still a trial, like that, mm-hmm. that this has not just been like, let's just call it in. Pack, pack it in. Call it a day. Let's just uh, let's just be done with it because there's too much crazy crap that's happened. How is the prosecution supposed to know they were supposed to send the exact evidence to the <laughs> other side? I mean, the next thing you know, they're going to have to uh, prove the guy guilty uh, <laughs> instead of assuming his innocence. I don't know how this is going to work. Um, you know, it's so amazing. I mean, this should be thrown out, right? I mean, I, this was the only only piece of evidence that they sent, not via Dropbox. The only piece if, of evidence that they did not. Not send via Dropbox. Everything else Shocking. was sent. Whoa! Is, how right? coincidental! I do feel like you get a little nervous seeing that the jury wants to see that again because yes. it's, it's really yeah. pointless. It I mean, even if you could see it perfectly, it's pointless. Um, you know, it should be. You know, him being um, acquitted is not enough. It's not. They've ruined his life. They've taken a year of his life. Um, for over something that was blatantly clear from the outset. Uh, the correct. At this point, the correct ending to this is a, uh, a mistrial with prejudice, so they can't even come back and charge him again, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, the, they've tried to take away his constitutional rights. They've tried to, um, you know, arguably, I'm sure they wouldn't say they, they, that they would admit this, but they are, you know, manipulating evidence, uh, you know, in the trial. Right. I mean, there have been multiple examples of this type of thing. And, and I keep coming back to, you know, you look at what, what's going on in the mind of the jury right now. We don't know, of course, but there's a couple things. One, there could be a couple people who are like, well, maybe the lesser charge, maybe there's a reckless endangerment type of thing. I can't believe that they're going to come back, all of them, and agree that he's guilty of these things. But maybe there's a couple they're trying to convince and move along. So yeah. that, that might be okay. Yeah. Um, the other side of this, though, is I think that there's a real chance that if there is a conviction here, there, the thought going through the minds of the jurors is, how do I answer my son when I go home and I said he was not guilty and the next day his school is burned to the ground? Mm-hmm. How do I answer my friend at work yeah. whose uh, business, uh, you know, his family bar got destroyed 
because I said he was not guilty. How am I going to answer that to my friends? Which my answer would be, well, because if you give in to mob, mob rule, we have nothing left. If that's the right answer, but it's a brave answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, I think you're in the middle of that. It's your community on the line. These are, you know, these are homes of loved ones, of, you know, businesses you frequented your whole life, family businesses that could be destroyed. And you're thinking to yourself, well. It's a great reason to have the jury sequestered. It's a great reason to have the jury sequestered, and it's a great reason, first of all, for this to not to go to trial at all. Um, look, we have a jury system. I, you know, I still have as much faith as I can have in any criminal justice system as we do in the United States, and it is up to these people to overcome those urges, but it's also human for them to have those yeah. urges. Yeah. They've got to be worried, not just for the businesses around them and the community around them, but the, for their own lives. We've seen George Floyd's nephew come out and say, basically, yeah, we're coming after you. Mm-hmm. Or, we've got pictures of you in the jury room. Um, you know, this is this is got to be scary for these people. Yeah. By the way, Pat, uh, I'm reading this right now. Uh, breaking news. Uh, a, a person dressed in black with a face covering like a toboggan type was arrested outside the courthouse. Um, he had a knife. He was armed with a knife. So, Jeez. But at least not passing COVID, probably, because he had a mask on. Right. Thank, Which is I don't know important. why they even arrested him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what that we're supposed to do now, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so he jury. six feet from people around him? <laughs> no. It was a very long knife. Yeah, so, I was going to yeah. say, maybe it was a sword. You know, there's only one way where all the evidence points toward acquittal, and the prosecution was so butt stupid that <laughs> so bad. Y- y- the only way they could have gotten law degrees is out of a happy meal. It, it, you know, they got the cheeseburger, they got the fries, the small drink, and their law degree. <laughs> they are. The, this is the worst I've ever seen yeah. any prosecution do in any trial ever. There's no way they should be able to overcome all of this. Yeah. And they might because of the fear on the part of the jurors. And honestly, I think that the, I know we got to go to break, but I think that like the prosecution being so bad has kind of overshadowed the fact that I don't think the defense is like that much better. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're not. You know what I mean? Like they're, 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 they're not, not none bit. of them are great. Right. None, none of, of them, them are, are good. great. And yeah. to give the, you know, the prosecution the benefit of the doubt here, I mean, they have nothing to work with. They That's literally right. have no case at all. <laughs> Which so would be, I, a, again, a great reason to not So they were making up it. stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, if you bring the gun, yeah. Right. That's you not self defense. <laughs> you lose your right what? to self defense. That's not a thing. <laughs> so, wait, uh. I just want to make sure I understand. The constitutional right to bear arms disqualifies self defense? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think that's how it works. The constitutional right uh, to bear arms uh, is disqualified if you bear arms. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think that's the way it Make, works. Makes sense of that one real okay. quick. We'll get to it. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So um, if you're like me, you are ready for Thanksgiving, which means you have all of your Built Bars in your pantry, ready to uh, not succumb to the temptations of all of the pies and the cakes and the, I don't know what you guys, puddings, I don't know what all you guys make. You know why I don't know? Because I'm going to eat my Built Bar and it's going to taste like I'm eating something just like you. It's going to taste like I'm eating a slice of pie. Uh, But I will not be eating the 300 calories in a slice of pie for, and that's for like a really tiny piece. I will be eating a Built Bar, which is a protein bar, so it is healthy for you. It's got about 130 to 180 calories. They're low in sugar, but they're high in protein, so they will keep you full. You will not expand your waistline and give you more of a New Year's resolution 
if you stay stocked on Built Bars. All right, you got to go to their website, pick a flavor. They've got a ton of them. Uh, maybe do a mixed box and you can figure out which flavor you like the best. They'll include a couple of each of their regular flavors. Go to built.com, use promo code NEWS15. You can save 15% off of your order over at built.com, promo code NEWS15. Let's move on to Pfizer, because I, I, as we know, we do have Mr. Big Pharma here yes. in the building. So I want to make sure that I give you a chance to comment on this story, Stu. The United States government has bought, uh, which when I say the United States government, I mean you, the taxpayer. Uh, you have bought 10 million treatment courses of Pfizer's COVID-19 pill that they have been developing for five point. billion. Um, This, yes, so this is enough pills to treat 10 million people. Uh, It has not been greenlit yet by health regulators, the FDA, but I can't imagine that that won't come because as we've seen previously, there's a lot of like coordination with the FDA and the CDC and the White House. And after the White House has bought it, they're making sure that the FDA is not like, you know what, (laughs) we're going to pass. It would be a weird move to buy it and then just say, no, by the way, yeah, no, this isn't working at all. That would be a strange approach. Yes, I'm fairly certain that that's not the way that it's going to deal. So uh, that it's not the way that it's going to happen. So uh, the deal is the government will pay uh, about $529 for each course of treatment, consisting of 30 pills over five days. Which is, that's a lot of pills. You don't have to eat any food. It'll just fill you up. <laughs> just eat pills. That's fine. That's what Big Pharma wants for you. Yeah. Just, sh- <laughs> just eat, eat your pills and love it. Um, so it's just interesting because you have the Biden administration who is trying to cram a vaccine mandate mm-hmm. down everyone's throats. Uh, they want to make you take the vaccine, which, by the way, they say works so effectively that you must be forced to take it, but also there's a pill. Yeah, I, the, mm-hmm. it's, it's I, an absolutely bizarre time I to try don't. to enforce a vaccine mandate when you're coming out with treatments that, and this is once they say between 80 and 90 percent effective at stopping hospitalizations. Right. And I know, Sarah, um, you know, they say. may not agree with they that. They said it was 100 percent effective, the vaccine, at preventing COVID. They previously. did not, first of all. They but, uh, certainly they did. They I have did the screenshots. 100 percent? That, that, that was never in the studies. I mean, I don't know who said that, but they did not say I was. 100% effective in uh, preventing it, unless there was a small you know, age group breakout, they may have said that. Um, but anyway, the point is that, uh, look, I, you know, I think we would uh, probably disagree in the hopefulness of these. I mean, there's a Merck one as well, uh, which says it's about 50% mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 capable of preventing hospitalizations. Um, I think, though, more importantly than that is that treatments is a whole other thing, right? Like, and it's something that we should be pursuing more and should have from the beginning. I know a lot of people in this audience, they like other treatments that we've talked about before with ivermectin or whether it's hydroxychloroquine or whatever it might be. Um, you know, the, uh, the steroid has had some real promise. Um, but, like, you don't, the vaccines become a lot less important when you have a mm-hmm. pill that can mm-hmm. keep people out of the hospital mm-hmm. at an yeah. 80% rate. And so I really, I mean, I, I know we all joke about the big pharma thing, but I really do hope it works. I, ho- I hope it's great. You know I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know, Me some too. people don't like, you know, there's always going to be people who don't like vaccines. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a controversial topic forever. Mm-hmm. And I know like, you know, while we, you know, we, you know, we can have questions about the vaccines, 
they shouldn't be mandated. Right. And, 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 you know, take it away from the Pfizer pill, take it away from the Merck pill, take it away from hydroxychloroquine. One thing that I think it seems like doesn't have all that much uh, back and forth about is the monoclonal antibodies, right? It seems like a lot of people uh, think that's a really good treatment and it's effective. And but that's unfortunately, a, you can't get it if you're it, white. I know. And, and this is, and this is the stuff we're talking about. Like, yeah. this is like insanity. Mm-hmm. The point is to try to get people to be healthy and be able to make it through what has been a really difficult time and get everybody back to normal. That should be the point. Mm -hmm. And so often it seems as if it's not. I mean, again, we can be, we, I think would all agree and we're all a hundred percent against vaccine mandates. There's one place though, there is no legal question whether we have the right to implement a vaccine mandate. And that is on the freaking border. We absolutely have 100% legal right to require anybody who comes in this country to be vaccinated. And Mm -hmm. that's the one place we're not doing it. Right. It makes absolutely no sense. It's it's completely inconsistent with the stated goals of all of this. And whether you like the vaccines, whether you like uh, ivermectin, whether you like the Pfizer pill, whatever it is, or monoclonal antibodies, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, the fact that we can get treatments, uh, preventative cures, uh, natural cures, whatever it is to make this go away and we can get back to normal... We should all be rooting for all those things, I yeah. think. I, I just, Pat, too, I think that it's it's just bizarre to me that the government keeps buying it. It's like, mm-hmm. just make it available to the public and let the public buy it. What What is this new thing where the government is now buying all of the medicine to distribute across all of the states, which, by the mm-hmm. way, will not be fair because we've seen with Regeneron, uh, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. that it's never fair. It's never, e- well, it's, it's equitable. Of course. Right? right. It's equitable, equitable mm-hmm. which obviously does not mean uh, equal or fair. It's been fascinating to see the cult-like devotion uh, to the pharmaceuticals and to the vaccine. Mm -hmm. It's like a religion to them now. Mm -hmm. And we know, especially after last night's special, Glenn did, that it's all based on money. We've got a vested monetary interest in the vaccine as the United States government. And so... Are you saying that if the United States government has a hand in the patent to a vaccine mm-hmm. that they then are um, like buying and distributing to, pe- to places, you're saying that that's a conflict of interest? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's like almost like a, an insider trading situation. <laughs> it's yeah. bizarre. Um, and then you get the, the Pfizer delay on, on the uh, release of information on the vaccine until mm-hmm. 2076, or at least they're asking for that. Wait, we have to wait 55 years <laughs> before we get the information on that? Well, it, it just it takes a really long time. To, their their it printer does. takes I mean, a really, sl- it's slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's and all that information was no doubt put in that big warehouse <laughs> yeah. uh, that they put the Ark of the Covenant in, <laughs> and they can't find it now. So I mean, to interject a tab oh, here boy, for here just a go. moment. Do, yes, please. If, yes, if Mr. you don't Mr. like Big the vaccines, Pharma. in mm-hmm. theory, like what we want to do is, tr- is cheer on the treatments here. Now, yes. I agree yes. with I'm you. I'm all about the yeah, treatment. I mean, yes. like, look, it, 100%. But the yeah. lack of information yeah. and stonewalling is a problem. And I think, mm-hmm. like, look, the information isn't out, right? Like, to the fact of, like, they haven't even approved it yet. So, I mean, I, we don't know anything about these drugs yet. All we really know, I mean, there's only two pieces of information that we know. One is the the press release from Pfizer, uh, which you can't oh, trust, I'm that, trust right? that. Exactly. Like, it's, it's information from them, right? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. The second one being that we bought all this stuff. So you have to believe that they think it's, it's, it's working at some level. But I mean, $5.26 billion is like a bridge. 
Like, I, I mean, at this point, I don't even know. Like, do we even count it when we spend $5 billion no. anymore? I don't no. even know. Is no. that a number they even put in the ledger? No. I mean, it's like basically, um, you know, Nothing. look, if it yeah. happens to work, uh, I am thrilled. Like, I yeah. want these things to happen. We do know as, as much as a beating that Big Pharma does get, some of the stuff they have works, some of it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So let's see what happens with this one. Um, I hope it but does But I'd love work. it for the government to not just... Yeah, I mean, purchase that up, right? Let let's see what happens. Yeah, let mm-hmm. people buy it if they want it, and go I mean, from there. Look, if if we've already we spent eight trillion dollars, I would assume just the $8 this trillion. money, yeah, just the eight trillion uh, on COVID, a lot of it being economic aid, yeah. but some of it being towards these medications. I'm assuming that's where that money has come from. I haven't traced it all all the way back yet. So it's probably money has already been approved to spend on treatments. That being said, you know, I mean, like, you know, I I'm, I'm generally agree uh, on your side on that. I mean, yeah. like, I don't. We, we, the, the system, right, is set up for innovation, and usually that comes through the free market. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, throwing a lot of money at companies is going to get them to act faster, and I think that was the idea behind Operation Warp Speed, which not only was de- supposed to develop vaccines, but also treatments. So, hey, look, you know, if we get something good out of this, great. If not, you know, we're already at a point where there's so many tools in our tool chest to fight this stuff. We are already at a point where it should be uh, a background issue. Yeah. Right. And yeah. people can make choices on how they want to treat themselves. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to uh, take a break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Moink, which I you know why I love Moink, because um, they provided these amazing ribs that uh, my husband cooked on his pellet grill and they just were amazing. And I don't you guys know how I eat like I don't eat ribs. like three bites a day. Yeah. yeah pretty much. So yeah, yeah, but the and the but they were so good and I felt really guilty about it later, but I was so <laughs> glad I did it yes. because they just have the best meats. They have grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. They deliver it all directly to your door and by the way, this is going to help family farms become financially independent outside of big ag which we know is a big problem. Uh, Their animals are raised outdoors. Their fish are swimming wild in the ocean. And by the way, the moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, all that other crap that you're going to find if you go get your meat at the grocery store. So that's why I'm like, oh, I don't eat ribs very often, but this is these are the good, clean ribs. If you're going to eat ribs, if you're going to eat bacon, if you're going to eat all of these meats, you have to get moink. Pat doesn't eat that stuff very often. He's mostly a vegetarian. Mostly vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little chicken mm-hmm. and fish. Oh, okay. Some beef yeah. and a little bit of pork. Oh. Uh, buffalo. I've eaten some mm-hmm. buffalo. But most, Mostly. most animals, I don't eat. <laughs> like giraffe? Never tasted. Never had, oh, yeah, really? Never had, yeah. No, huh. never had any giraffe. Mostly vegetarian. Mostly vegetarian, then. Mostly vegetarian. It, works, it yeah. works totally fine. <laughs> uh, you can go to moinkbox.com slash news right now. Uh, listeners and viewers of this show will get free ground beef for a year right now. That's one year of the best ground beef you will ever taste. I'm telling you guys, everyone mm. in my family loves all of the moink meat. Go to moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash news. Uh, so we heard from Attorney General Merrick Garland not too long ago that uh, the FBI is not using any sort of counterterrorism tactics to uh, track, uh, investigate concerned parents showing up at school board meetings. And apparently there is now a whistleblower email with this. I think this came out yesterday, but we were ju- we had so much other thing, so many other things to talk about. We didn't get to it. Um, there is a whistleblower email that was released this week by House Republican lawmakers that uh, says, oh, 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 contraire, actually, they have been using these counterterrorism tactics. Uh, this email was 
posted to Twitter by Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee, and uh, it shows that FBI leadership instructed agents to monitor and track any, quote, threats of violence or fear uh, against school board administrators, members, teachers and staff to determine whether the threats violated federal law. And they created a threat tag, uh, EDU officials for agents to use to identify the motivation behind the threats and decipher whether they were uh, federal violations that can be investigated and charged. Um, You know, it's it's just interesting because we keep hearing from all of these members of the Biden administration things that turn out to not be so, uh, according to people who that was a very I, nice way of putting that. Was it? Yeah. I, well, I, that do not turn out to be so. Not be so. <laughs> it was not so. It was not so. Um, and I think that this is interesting because this is happening at the same time. I know we only have a couple minutes here and I want to get y'all's thoughts, but this is happening at the same time that the Department of Education's civil rights enforcement arm is investigating uh, allegations of discrimination at uh, Carroll Independent, Independent School District in, here in Southlake, which is not mm. too far from all of us. Um, and they're investigating into complaints about discrimination against students based on their race, gender, national origin. It, I mean, the whole thing is insane. I'm just wondering if they're if they are tagging uh, EDU officials and investigating the man who showed up to a Fort Worth school board meeting and told everyone that they were locked and loaded and ready to go uh, if they did not, you know, teach their kids CRT. So mm. just wondering if he'll get right. investigated and called a domestic terrorist. Sure. I don't know, Pat. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, no. For some reason, the left gets away with all of that, mm-hmm. right? On Twitter, at these hearings, they can do and say pretty much whatever they want. But when the right gets irritated and starts making some noise, and bless these parents' hearts for doing this, because we've been too complacent yeah. on what our kids are learning at school and the propaganda going on at school, and we haven't looked into it enough. And finally, parents are waking up to the fact that, geez, I've got to get involved here. I guess when there's porn in the library, they finally say, you know what? It's That's time enough. to get involved. When you're teaching your white kids to hate each other or hate themselves mm-hmm. and that they're the oppressors of the black kids in class, uh, yeah, then maybe maybe it's time to get involved. And the time really was, was decades ago yeah. because the left has had control of the education system for a good long time. And now this is the result. Yeah. The message, particularly in Southlake, is clear, which is, you know, this this the CRT stuff, you know, was possibly creeping in. Parents stood up and they ran for school board um, positions and won them. In mm-hmm. fact, just a couple weeks out. ago, mm-hmm. um, finally uh, turned the, the tide mm-hmm. of the um, of that uh, school board to an, an anti CRT stance. And the message from the Biden White House is that's we'll just overrule you. We'll come in and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll intimidate you. And, and it's the exact thing they're accusing these parents of doing is they're doing to them. They're saying, well, we don't care if you took control of your community. We don't, we're not going to let it stand. And this is a message they're sending. And one of the things I love about this story is that Southlake in particular is, is the subject of a very big um, podcast uh, uh, from NBC, mm-hmm. um, which is a complete abortion of the truth uh, from beginning to end. What's great about it, though, mm-hmm. is that the guy who finally ran, Andrew Yeager, who um, uh, took got that last seat to turn it against CRT. Um, He is an employee of NBC. He's actually one of their Mm. salespeople, regional salesperson. Uh, (laughs) So their own employee blew up their podcast, which I loved. That's great. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, parents, it's time to to step, well, 
it's long past time to step up, as Pat pointed out. It'll be interesting, though, to see if Merrick Garland gets dragged back in uh, and actually has to answer for the discrepancies in his testimony and these whistleblower emails. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. After seeing Merrick Garland, though, you got to give some credit to Cocaine Mitch for stopping that whole thing back in the day. In case you guys missed it at the beginning of the show, you just, it's just that you need the sweatshirt. I actually, it's never cold in here. I'm actually burning up. I'm sorry, it's never warm in here. I'm burning up in the sweater right now because it is actually warm, but I'm wearing it for you guys so that you can see it and also purchase it. Did I mention that we are just in a little bit of a friendly contest? I have a Chad Prather who's um, really trying to come in and steal all of uh, you guys out there who I know are going to go to shop.blazemedia.com and use promo code NEWS20 to get 20% off of your order. And you know what? I'm feeling festive. Stu said he was very nice at the beginning of the program. He did something that was very, very uh, kind and generous. I, too, am going to be kind and generous. I would like you, when you purchase your sweatshirt, go uh, take a screenshot of your order. Send it to Sarah at BlazeMedia.com. I will throw in some extra merch for one person. You're going to be entered into a contest to win. I I just made that up. So, wait, I gave something to you, and you're giving it to some random listener? Yeah. What the heck? Well, Hmm. I like them better than I like you. Uh, That's fair. A lot of people say that to me. Sarah, S-A-R-A, at BlazeMedia.com. Dot com. Send me a screenshot of your order and you can be inter- entered to win even more merch, but only if you use promo code NEWS20. So you got to use promo code NEWS20. You'll get 20% off. You can bug your relatives at uh, the holiday season and you might get something to sweeten the deal. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Did the men offer you something additional? No, Nothing. no, they didn't. Nothing. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.